Hi, I'm Emily Duncan Wilson, and I'm one of the producers of Classical Sprouts. If you love this podcast, please donate to help Sprouts continue to grow. Go to classicalsprouts.org slash donate. Thanks! What kind of bird brings family drama, springtime sounds, and inspiration to clockmakers? Well, the cuckoo, of course. We're going bird watching today as we look for mentions of the cuckoo bird in music today on Classical Sprouts! Welcome to Classical Sprouts, the awesome classical music podcast for kids. I'm Kate Botello, and today we're going to spend some time birding. That is, we're on the hunt for musical pieces that showcase the quintessential springtime bird, the cuckoo. But first, let's start with the Quizlet question. You ready? Here's the question. No one knows for sure where the cuckoo clock was first invented, but it was perfected in a specific area of Germany. Where? Where was the cuckoo clock perfected? Think about it. We'll give you a hint later in the episode. Well, howdy there, Sprouts. Now, it might not look quite like spring outside yet where you are, but we can dream, can't we? Today, we're going to learn a bit about the bird commonly known as the cuckoo and see if we can find some pieces of music that either mention it or use its bird song in the music. The cuckoo is a general name for a whole bunch of varieties of birds in the same family, which even includes the roadrunner. Groups of these cuckoos migrate north from Africa, where they stay warm in the winter, to a bunch of different countries in Europe for the spring. This means that for the people that live in these places that it flies to, hearing a cuckoo for the first time each year can mark the start of spring. So, why is it called a cuckoo? Well, the name cuckoo is onomatopoeic, which means that the name of it, or the name that we call it, sounds like what its bird call sounds like. I mean, it's like it's announcing itself. Now let's head out and see what musical pieces we can find that feature this bird. Let's start by looking way back in time. The cuckoo has been around for a really long time. How do we know this? Well, there's a super old song that mentions this super old bird. One of the oldest known songs written in English is more than 800 years old, and it's called Sumor is Ekumenin. The song is around, or a canon, which means multiple voices sing the exact same melody, but starting at different times to create harmonies. So it could just keep going on and on. See if you can pick out the original melody in it. The lyrics of the song describe the coming of spring, various excited farm animals, including a singing cuckoo bird. The song was written in Old English, so sometimes it's a little hard to understand. So here is what it is saying in Modern English. Summer has come in. Loudly sing cuckoo. The seed grows and the meadow blooms and the wood springs anew. Sing cuckoo. Sing cuckoo. 
The cuckoo's bird call is pretty iconic, so recognizable that not only has it been used in music, but it's also been used in some household items. The male cuckoo call has been imitated by clockmakers. Instead of the clock chiming, they have the clock make a cuckoo sound. Not only is it springtime, it's time for dinner. There's a sad sort of clanging from the clock in the hall And the bells in the steeple too And up in the nursery an absurd little bird Is popping up to say The female's call is a little different, and it's often said to resemble the sound of bath water running out when the plug is pulled. But how have composers used its birdsong in music? Let's see if we can find another piece that uses it. Yes, Heinrich Bieber's Violin Sonata Representativa. It's one of the earliest examples of programmatic music, meaning a piece of music that either tells a story or musically represents how something looks or sounds. This piece represents different bird calls and animal sounds, including the nightingale, frog, rooster, and of course, our pal, the cuckoo. How does Bieber make his music sound like the cuckoo bird in his Sonata Representativa? Well, let's take a listen. take a little break now, Sprouts, but when we get back, we're going to the countryside to hear some major relationship drama and finally welcome springtime. During the break, make sure to follow us and rate us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you always know when a new episode's available and so more Sprouts like you can find out about us. Stick around, Sprouts. We'll see you after the break. Hi, Sprouts. This is Elizabeth from the Clap for Classics podcast. Now, I know you love classical music already. And if you're between the ages of two and eight, I want to invite you to come check out my podcast. Forte the Lion is my co-host, and together on every episode, we share classical music and other songs in fun and silly ways. You kids will love the great music, Forte's silly antics, and getting active with the musical activities. You parents will love the rich educational material found in each episode. We learn about musical concepts like dynamics, rhythm, and form. We move our bodies, we sometimes use simple instruments, and we always laugh. We'd love for you to take a listen and see what you think. Just search Clap for Classics wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome back, Sprouts. At the beginning of our episode today, I asked you, where was the cuckoo clock perfected, that specific area of Germany? Well, 
Here's a hint for you. This place in Germany first got its name from the Romans, who thought it looked super dark with so many pine trees in it. It is also the starting point of the river Danube. Hmm. Do you have any guesses? Well, stick around for the end of the show. We'll tell you the answer. Before the break, we met our friend the cuckoo bird, learned what its song sounds like, and took a trip back in time to find a super old song that uses the cuckoo bird as inspiration. We've been going bird watching for different pieces of music that feature the cuckoo bird's call, and it's time now to migrate north with the cuckoo and head to the countryside to find our next piece. Oh, the cuckoo, she's a pretty bird. Cuckoos tend to avoid towns and cities, but many live in different types of countryside, including woodlands, farms, hedges, and marshes. And the birds come in many different shapes and colors to best blend in with their home. This music featuring a cuckoo is also based in the countryside. It's a classic American folk tune, appropriately called the cuckoo bird. There are a bunch of different versions of this song, but this version is the one that made it famous. It was recorded by American claw hammer banjo player and singer Clarence Ashley in Tennessee in 1929. He does some pretty neat things on this tune with his banjo in his repeated bird call section of the tune that other banjo players have been trying to recreate since he first recorded it. Oh, the cuckoo is a pretty bird. She wobbles as she flies. She never hollers cuckoo till the fourth day July. My, my, that is some fancy banjo. I play cards in Spain. Here comes the drama. Each year, a female cuckoo will lay between 12 and 22 eggs. But get this, she lays those eggs in other birds' nests. I mean, not even other cuckoos' nests, other species of birds. She'll lay her eggs and then let them be raised by the other birth parents. This even means that some baby cuckoos end up being colored like the birds that end up raising them. A cuckoo chick's call can be so loud and demanding when it's hungry that it even convinces birds other than its foster parent to feed it. Their favorite foods include caterpillars, grasshoppers, flies, beetles, and small snails. Mmm. So to honor this strange bird tradition, this next piece is a start of a suite that features a bunch of different birds and is based off of earlier pieces of music. I guess sharing really is caring when it comes to cuckoos. The Birds is a suite for small orchestra by the Italian composer Ottorino Respighi, and it's an attempt to try and transcribe, or write down, what birdsong sounds like into musical notes. But not just bird song, different bird actions too, like fluttering wings or scratching feet. Now this piece has five movements. Prelude, which means just an introduction, the dove, the hen, the nightingale, and il cuckoo, 
or The Cuckoo, which is based on the music of Bernardo Paschini. Just as we come to the end of this episode, hopefully, we're coming to the end of winter. And with the end of winter comes the first signs of spring, including, you guessed it, hearing cuckoos. So to round out our bird-watching fun today, our next piece is called On Hearing the First Cuckoo in Spring. It was composed in 1912 by the English composer Frederick Delius for small orchestra. And according to the score, the main musical theme is supposed to be played with easy flowing movement, like a bird flying in the air. There's a back and forth of cuckoo calls, the first for oboe and then for strings. And this is just beautiful music. Alrighty, little cuckoos, let's check in with our Quizlet. At the beginning of our episode, I asked you, in what specific area of Germany was the cuckoo clock perfected? Where did they perfect the cuckoo clock? I mentioned that this place got its name from the Romans, who thought it looked super dark with so many pine trees in it. It's also the starting point of the river Danube. Well, here's one more hint for you. It's also the name of a kind of cake with chocolate and cherries. You think you know? You can even pause the podcast and think about it for a second. Okay, you got it now? The answer is, desk roll please, the Black Forest. The cuckoo clock was perfected in the Black Forest region of Germany, which was so named by the Romans because it was so dark and piney inside. All righty, Sprouts, thank you so much for looking for the cuckoo with me today as we found pieces that featured this springtime bird. Have you heard a cuckoo before? Do you know of other pieces of music that use the cuckoo bird song? reach out to us on Instagram at Classical Sprouts and let us know. We've got some more fun facts about cuckoos and more on our website at classicalsprouts.org. So be sure to check us out there and follow us on Instagram at Classical Sprouts. We share things there that we don't cover on the podcast, so make sure to check us out. Till the fourth day 
This episode of Classical Sprouts was written and produced by Emily Duncan Wilson with support from Amanda Sewell. Our digital content manager is Casey Brown. I'm Kate Botello. Bye, bye, bye.